0: Once again, it's the incredible Hoops animal, the uncannible, art man, he's number one. Covers the hardcore better than anyone from sun to sun. Get your weekly dose of hoops, news, and more. Always getting more than just the final score. Ball is life and life is ball. High school to the pros, he covers it all. Hoops talk international. We add it again. Climb to the top of the backboard and tell a friend. Hoops talk international. At it again, the art man, better than anyone else, my friend. Yeah.
1: So, I I guess, Stephen, I mean, we've seen uh, a very active free agency in the NBA world. Uh, uh, Certainly some names have moved around. Um, Some surprises, guys leaving maybe some, maybe more surprises where they ended up. And we'll talk about, i.e., Paul George, him being an OKC as an example. But um, just wondering, I I guess, thoughts overall at this stage. I know we're, we're not completely done yet, but we've seen a lot of moves already. What are your general
0: thoughts of the free agency this year? It's been crazy, uh, you know, when, when you look at it, because I think Golden State has sent a message around the league that you better have three all-stars right. if you want to compete for a championship, at least two. Right. And you see a number of franchises, Oklahoma City, Houston, Boston, um, you know, trying to stockpile talent. Uh, that can match the firepower of Golden State. You see what the Minnesota Timberwolves have done, and I think they've been probably the biggest winner in free agency, in my opinion, just right. because of the way that their uh, you know team stacks up and, and what uh, Tibbs likes to do. I think that team is going to be pretty poised. But it's been it's been a crazy offseason, season, oddly, and I think it's been you know the n b a has now become like hot stove uh baseball used to be <laughs> where where the offseason season is has yeah. become as uh salacious and interesting as a
1: regular season it does it does and I mean, the, the off season is, is where sort of imaginations run wild, and you know the excitement is high and fever pitch because everyone's like, "Oh man, what's going to happen here?" And I, I think for me, the part that I, the, the part that I, uh, I, I take most enjoyment out of the off season is how many of these predictions actually come to fruition because everyone's an expert, right, Steven? <laughs> Everyone knows where oh, so and so going to go. Everyone knows. So I'm like, okay, let's see what really happens, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's been amazing because, again, it's it's been, you know, a lot of chatter about, you know, the possibilities and things like that. And I just think it's great for the league because in, in no time in my history of following the game and playing in the game have I ever seen this much interest uh in media, social media right. in the NBA in all season as, as we've seen this all season. Right. Let's
1: let, let, let's jump into the T Wolves. That was the one that, that the team you identified as as kinda of being the winners and when you when you add a you know a player of the caliber of Jimmy Butler, um, you know, you already had some nice young pieces, Wiggins and and Carl Anthony Towns, uh a little speedy point guard and Jeff Teague that can give you uh some good production at the point. Uh I, I can see, you know, why they, you know, why they would stand out because I, I think, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, you know, I don't know if we've had this much talent here
0: since KG. Oh, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, when KG and Stephon Marbury were there together, I, I think that we haven't, pro- we haven't seen the Timberwolves talented since then. Right. And when you look, um, you know, you mentioned Jeff T. You mentioned. Uh, Jimmy Butler, but also Todd Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, comes from Oklahoma City to Minnesota. And so you're looking at uh, Butler and Gibson, two veteran guys. Butler is a superstar, and they know exactly what Tibbs wants. Right. They know his terminology. They know what he wants to do on defense. And they've got those young Lions, like you mentioned, Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, Gorgie Jane up front. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be tough, man. If Jeff T is a guy who I've always questioned his defensive uh, commitment, but if if he can commit himself on the defensive end, Minnesota's going to be, they're going to be something in the West. I, I would be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs this next season. And, and another team of, of, of interest to watch
1: this year, I mean, they, they were always of interest to watch when the guy averaging a triple double in Russell Westbrook, but now you, you, you give him a running mate in Paul George, and I think that really opens up the floor and, and, and makes OKC that much more intriguing.
0: It does, and you know I'm a little bit surprised, though, oddly, that you know they traded for a guy like Paul George because when you talk about usage, yeah, it, you're talking about James Harden and Russell Westbrook, two of the top in the, in the league. Yeah, I mean, you bring a guy like Paul George who he doesn't need to dominate the ball, but he's going to have to get some touches in order for Oklahoma City to really reach their potential. Right, and so I think that it's going to be really a challenge for Billy Donovan, the head coach, to get across. Because, you know, it it looks like on paper, and it's nice, and, oh, yeah, we got Paul George. Right. But in in the heat of the battle, Russell Westbrook is an emotional basket case at times. That's it. And, you know, he goes for broke. And so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the transition that Paul George is going to bring to them. Because, you know, they have Victor Oladipo. Sure. And Victor Oladipo just didn't seem to fit in with Russell Westbrook. So it's going to be fascinating to see what, what Paul George does in that situation because to me, he's still a top 10 player in the league. In, in
1: the Houston scenario, I'm, I'm far more intrigued to see how that plays out with this whole one ball situation and, and who, you know, because really, we saw James Harden dominate the ball for 49 minutes a game, it seemed like, you know, night in and night yeah. and out. And, that, and, and you got a guy like Chris Paul. Who you cannot put the ball in CP3's hands. He like he has to have it. His ability to create and 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 what he does and finding guys and quite frankly making guys stars with his ability to you know put him in
0: good scoring positions. He has to have the ball. You would think, but here's the thing. James Harden was probably second in MVP voting. Yes. He had 400 less shots. He uh, had he had more assists than than Westbrook. And so I think, I think James Harden will have an easier time incorporating another superstar than Russell Westbrook will because Harden was way more efficient than, uh, Westbrook was. Right. And so I think that, you know, they've got this summer to kind of chop it up. Yep. Kind of get, get in the gym, work together. Mike D'Antonio is one of the offensive gurus in the NBA. Mm -hmm. If there's a way to do it, he'll, he'll find a way to, to get those guys involved. Yeah, and, and, and they're just so smart. I mean,
1: I, I, I really appreciated listening to uh, Chris Paul's press conference and him talking about uh, the desire to wanting, wanting to win and being alongside a guy like James Harden that wants the same thing. And, and because you have that will, I tend to think that you're more open or apt to making the kind of sacrifices needed to, make, to be made to be able to call
0: yourself a winner. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, but, but as we know, oddly, everything sounds good in July and August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you hit that, you hit that three game losing streak where you think you shouldn't be. And yeah. that's when you get challenged. That's when we'll see what these guys are made of. But I, I, I it's going to be fascinating. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be like a chemistry class all year long.
1: Right. Right. Trying to
0: figure out which group of stars could, will it be Boston? Will it, you know, I like what Toronto did in re, retaining their big three. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, they lost Corey Joseph, who I thought was a big part of uh, their bench attack. But I like what Toronto did. I like what, you know, we talked about Houston, and Oklahoma City, and Minnesota. I like what these teams are doing. But it's it's going to be a chemistry lab. It right. really is. Right. See, you know, who's going to be able to have the best chemistry? Right. The the, the Knicks.
1: I mean, unfortunately, the most that they've done is that they, you know, they signed Tim Hardaway Jr. for. A lot of cash and they fired their GM and Phil Jackson or maybe more appropriate to say they parted ways, if you will. Um, they're still trying to figure out this, you know, this Carmelo thing. They got Chris Das Porzingis who, who's out there who now apparently no longer is on the open market. They're not taking calls for him. Are, are, are they a team that needed to kind of make some action in this, in this free agency period or are they, are they, you know, 100% in rebuilding mode?
0: I just think they're 100% rebuilding mode because you know when you when you have shifts at the top, similar to what we talked about with Cleveland yep. and David Griffin leaving. You know uh, Phil Jackson was the architect. He tried to get the the triangle involved. It was a, it was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> yep. His tenure in New York has been a disaster. It's been a soap opera. Yeah, uh, and so they're in the midst of re- total rebuild. And so I think um, they're going to try to get rid of Carmelo as best they can. Because he one he makes a lot of money. I think he's got fifty four million coming the next two seasons. Yep. Uh And that that doesn't bode well for re, rebuilding mode. And uh Porzingis is the guy that they want to build around, not Carmelo Anthony. So right. they've got a little bit of work left to do before the end of free agency. But it, I expect Carmelo to get traded. Right.
1: No, I, I I think you almost have to at this stage of the game. And uh, it's it, it, it's funny. I mean, here's a guy. You know, his his that trade has been speculated for pretty much the last two seasons, and it hasn't happened yet. And now that you've had that change at the top, uh, you know, I think now is prime for that move to be made. And quite frankly, the fact that he's now talking about waiving his no-trade clause, which, I mean, you, you put it in there for a reason, and now you're talking about
0: the, you're being open to waiving it, you know, that, that's got to signal something. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a mess out there. And, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, the Knicks are a mess or the Lakers are a mess. It really hurts to leave. Yeah. And so uh, you don't want to see the Knicks down as long as they've been down. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that they can't force James Dolan to sell the team uh, similar to the situation that happened with the Clippers. Yes. And uh, their former owner uh, having to let go of the team. And now, you know, because the, the New York is New York, man. Madison Square Garden is still the best arena in the business. Sure. So, you know, I think that when, when the Knicks are struggling, The league is not as good as it could be.
1: Right. Good point. Good point. Good point. You know, it's 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 funny. You all these teams that we've talked about. Then you got a bunch of other teams that you know you, you wonder about the the what next? Like for example, the Clippers. You know, you know what do they do? Uh, you know, Indiana. You know, what's their you know their game plan moving forward? Uh, you know, teams that have 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 been at the losing end of free agency have now kind of you know have got to figure things out. So although you know you talk about being a chemistry experiment for those teams that brought on new players, then you've got these other teams that. Still have to figure out, a team like Philadelphia, the Sixers. You know they still have a lot of questions in terms of that young talent and 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 sort of figuring things out as well. Is there a particular team that sort of stands out in your mind that you're you're, you're most intrigued at to see what they end up doing
0: when when it's all said and done? You know you you uh, you hit one of them definitely the Philadelphia sixers You know people don't really respect JJ Reddick's game, mm-hmm. but Doc Rivers told me who's a good friend of mine. Doc Rivers said that. J.J. Reddick plays as hard as anybody he's ever coached or seen in practice.
1: Wow.
0: And so he's going to push the needle, gotcha. whatever team he's on. And that's a young, talented bunch of guys in Philly. Right. And if he can be that leader and those young guys listen, yep. they're going to be a feisty bunch. Mm. And they've got talent. You know, they 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 still got Jaleel Okafor, who's not even playing, Um, you know, that they can – Dangle out there, yep. maybe it's pretty bait. Uh, so they've got a lot of pieces. Uh, Nick Stauskas uh, is still there, and so you, you're looking at a team that's got a lot of upside, yep. a lot of size, and Joel Embiid. Bead. Uh, you know, they don't really lack for anything but W's, and I think right. that a guy like J.J. Reddick can come in and show him how to win.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, when you got those young guys and, you know, they're, 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 they're drastic Markel folks in terms of what he can do, that's you know, that they, there's lots of reason to be excited in Philly, and, uh, and I think Philly fans are more than deserving, you know, considering what they've gone through the last few seasons with injuries and, you know, not getting to see the players they want to see because of injuries. So uh, that's definitely a team I'm pulling for, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, you know, keep an eye on the, sort of the, the rest of the free agency. Uh, you know, one, one last thing I want to ask you before we get on out of here and, uh, looking at, looking at sort of the, the, the shift, you know, in, in when you talk about some of the superstars, you know, jumping ship from east to the west, uh, it seems that, uh, and, and the west has always been dominant historically over the years, but it seems like at this juncture, you know, more than any other year that that dominance is, is, is increased tenfold. So sort of thoughts on when you look at sort of the comparison of the Eastern and Western conference, uh, what what are you thinking?
0: The disparity is going to be so great this year, oddly that next year I I predict that they're going to go to a playoff format where they're going to go the top, uh, what is it, uh, 16 teams regardless of conference. Yeah. Because it's like you said, it's just so heavily weighted in favor of the West. Right. Wow. So Carmelo Anthony goes to Portland. Now you got Carmelo Anthony, yep. Paul George, Jimmy Butler. I mean, three of the top, I'd say, seven, eight players in the Eastern Conference right, right. have split over to the Western Conference. And so, you know, I think it, it's going to really show up this year. And I believe next year Adam Silver will push uh, the owners to consider, um, you know, the top 16 teams overall in regards to conference because it's, right. it's going to be so lopsided.
1: I yeah, I appreciate you, you you spending some time on on the Hoopstock Nation podcast with me and uh certainly appreciate the dialogue around around this twenty seventeen NBA free agency period because uh it absolutely was bananas and we we I know it's not done yet, but man, it's been
0: it's been fascinating. It sure has. And I appreciate you having me on, man. You know, T Dot is my favorite city, so shout out to T Dot nice. in the house and yeah. uh Oh, man, oh, Audley, so thanks a lot, man, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, and, and Steve, I'm going to make a
1: point of, of uh, ensuring that the gap in between your appearances aren't as long next
0: time. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to get you I'm gonna get you side as well on that tip. So I, let's definitely do that. Got
1: gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. To our listeners, you've been listening to the Hoops Talk Nation podcast. I'm the odd man, Audley Stevenson. This is a place where we like to keep that basketball conversation going. We'll see you next time. Later.